Thank you very much. You may be seated, please. It's still the Rock of Ages, and this happens to be Wednesday, August the 15, 1979, the Wild Pinning Night, the great night for our wows. And of course, this week, the theme, the renewed mind, the key to power, and tonight, the walk of power. If I were going to put a subtitle under it, I perhaps would call it the Lordship of the Word, the Lordship of the Word in your walk of power. Take your Bibles and go to Joshua chapter 1. And while you're turning there, I'd like to say that the senses, the five senses, the media, the channels, the avenues, whereby all information in the natural world goes to the brain and to the mind, then organizing it, the senses cannot be renewed. However, the senses can be controlled regarding the information that is sent to the brain, and thereby the mind can be brought into subjection to the word class. The mind will come into fellowship with Christ, with the Christ within, slowly but surely as it feeds, meditates on and in the Word of God, as it digests it, and then as it assimilates it. The mind of man has conformed according to the things of this world. Now the mind must be transformed by the renewing of that mind according to the Word of God. The mind, as I said, cannot be renewed. The mind cannot even be renewed by just simply studying God's Word, the Bible. You have to live it. That's the way the mind gets renewed. You can read a baseball rule book till you can quote every line of it, but that does not make you a baseball player. It's when you know the rule book and you're out on the field playing the game, that's what gives you the mind of baseball. Likewise in any athletic category. And so it is with the spiritual athletes, with your life and with mine. It's not just a study of the Word, putting the Word up in your mind, but it is putting the Word in your mind and then acting on it, living it. In Joshua chapter 1, in verse 1 it says, Now after the death of Moses, the doulos, the servant, the doulos, the branded, the marked one, servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' as attendant, his minister, the one who ministered with Moses, who was Moses' right hand, so to speak, saying, 
the Lord spake to Joshua, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. In the Hebrew, the three hardest radicals in the language are utilized in the word dead. Moses, my servant, is dead. That's the emphasis. That's the text. Now, of course, if you know anything about the background of the word, which you surely do, those words must ring a bell in your heart. Here a man has been leading the children of Israel for some 40 years. They would have ended up in the promised land less than two years after they left Egypt. But because of the murmuring of the people, God had to take another 38 years to finally bring them into the promised land, a whole new generation or two of people. Moses had led them for 40 years. He had interceded for them, if you read the Old Testament, time and time again. And now all at once, Moses is dead. Moses is dead. Somebody has to step into Moses' sandals. Somebody's got to take up the leadership. And here is a man who has been working with Moses, and God speaks to him. The Lord spake unto Joshua. The Lord spake to Joshua. I wanted to tell you, had he gotten a letter from anybody else, I doubt if Joshua would have acted. Had the Western Union or some, uh, delivered him a telegram and said, Joshua, you take over in Moses' place, Joshua would have said, you're nuts. Right. The Lord himself had to speak to Joshua class. Would you have liked to stepped in Moses' shoes? Not me, baby. Oh, God, no. Those bunch of stiff-necked Israelites that Moses told them they were, who wanted to lead them, you know? Every half a day, you'd have to intercede for the whole mess of them time and time again. So finally, it says the Lord spake to Joshua. And in the walk of power, the first thing you've got to get back to is what I've been telling you night after night, the authority of the Word. This is the revealed Word of God class. This is God speaking today. It isn't God has spoken. God is not a has-been in the past. It is God speaking now that which is specifically addressed to us, beginning with the book of Romans and going through the church epistles, has your name on it, my name on it. These other scriptures are for our what? Learning. Here I'm dealing with scripture for our learning. But the principles for learning are the same as the scriptures that are addressed to you and not specifically for your learning, like the Old Testament. But you got to have the Word, people. 
the, the revelation of God, his word, is our rule of faith and practice. And so the Lord spoke to Joshua, but the Lord is still speaking to you today because the word is not a has been. It's not that God just did, but that God is doing. There are really two words that separate the Old Testament from the book of Acts and the body of the church to which you and I belong. In the Old Testament, it was the word do. You do this, this is what you'll get. When you get to the book of Acts, it simply declares what has been done. Do for the old, done for you. Christ did it for you. You get to this walk of power by believing God's word, your sonship rights, putting on the mind of Christ, and then going out as an athlete of the Spirit, moving the greatness of that word. Moses, my servant, is dead, God told him. And that's something Joshua knew he was dead. Been dead. They'd spent, what, 30 days or something? He knew he was dead. Well, why did God have to tell him he's dead? Because the tendency is of a man like Joshua following along with Moses that he is deeply hurt and he doesn't want to move. He just, he just doesn't know exactly how to go about it. So finally the Lord had to tell him, look, Joshua, Moses is over with. He's dead. While he was living, he could do it, but he's dead. He can't do it anymore. And so God called upon, Joseph, upon Joshua and said, Since Moses, my servant, is dead, verse 2, now, now, the word of God, once you have it, class, is always an immediate word. It's an action word. You, don't, you do it now. The scripture says today is the day of what? Salvation. What day? Today. Now is the acceptable. It's always a now. The word is always an immediate present action now. He said, now, therefore arise. The first thing you have to do after you've got the word of God is to get up and go. You know, arise. You're sitting on a chair right down there. You can't get up to this platform without doing what? Arise. you got the word of God in your head. you put on the mind of Christ. You've hidden the word of God in your heart. But what good does it do you as long as you sit there? you got to do what with it? Get up and move with it. That's wow. Word over the world. You don't get it by sitting. You get by moving. Look, God said to Joshua, Arise, arise, arise. Now, therefore, get up and go. Arise. It's the green go sign. Arise. Go over this Jordan. Oh, my God, I don't want to go over the Jordan. Those are the big fighters down there. You know, they got the latest armament. They got all that big. I don't want to go across the Jordan. 
I don't want to walk into the mouth of the enemy. Hey, God said, Joshua, get up. And you just go right into the mouth of the enemy. You walked right over the Jordan. Not only you, but all the people into the land, which I do give to them, even to the children of what? Ladies and gentlemen, if you WWs that are now wild vets, you just graduated. Now you're a wild vet. You that have already signed up and will sign up tonight to go wild this year, if you'll just get up and go, God will make a way for your going. He did it for the children of Israel. How much more he'll do for you as sons of God. Try. He will give you the victory if you stay faithful. That's all you have to do is just stand. Having done all to what? People, it's, it's so simple. You walk right in the mouth of the enemy. Some place it says, where, someone said, where even where angels fear to tread. Well, I don't know much about angels, but I know a little about the word and the human soul that gets turned on for God and gets holy boldness, I call it, where you just walk right up to the lion's mouth and say, shut up, lion. And you take a stand. You cross over in enemy territory. Suppose this ought to be Saturday night's lesson. I don't know, teaching, but it's in my heart now. Maybe you get it Saturday night again. I don't know. Maybe you need it twice to get it established or something. But people, the outreach of God's word depends upon men and women moving. You're going to be a while. You're not going to have an easy time. The easiest time I know that any man or woman can have is to die. When it's over with, that's the easiest time you've ever had. You know, no problems anymore. You can just wait for the gathering together. But as long as you're drawing breath and standing for God's word, there's going to be the enemy out there. And you are going to have to walk right into the face of that enemy with the power of God. And he that's in you is greater than he that's in the world. That's why you got the victory. You never find out how beautifully sharp those instruments of war are till you get in the battle. You'll never find out how sharp your sword is or the shield until you get in the battle. Then you'll find out the quality of the weapon spiritually that you're clothed with. And we are armored with the armor of the Lord. It's a fantastic thing. And the reason you have to keep going into the face of the enemy because you have no protection on your back. The whole armor of the Lord is out in front because God never expected a man to walk away from the enemy. God expected to advance, to move in among the enemy. That's why when you read about the armor in Ephesians 6, there is nothing to cover your back 
And ladies and gentlemen, when you walk away from the greatness of God's word out on that field where the enemy is, when you walk away from the enemy, you turn your back on the enemy, what can he do to you? He'll kill you. He'll knife you. He'll throw you for a loop. The only way I know of moving God's word is just keep walking forward. Maybe we only gain one inch today, but I want to tell you, gaining one inch is a lot better than going back too. Because sooner or later you gain an inch, you're going to get a foot. And once you get a foot, then you can give them a foot of it. You know. <laughs> and you can move, and you just keep moving. That's what Joshua did. But he had the word of the Lord, and God said, Get up, arise, and Joshua, move. Joshua, move. And God said something else to him. Verse 3. Every place, now just look at this, every place that the sole of your foot or where you will walk shall tread upon, that have I, past tense, given unto you. God puts in the past tense what's still future when you go wow or when you are an ambassador, when you go witnessing. God puts in the past what's still future for you. He says, I've already given it to you. He's given it to you. Look at it. Every place, every place that the sole of your foot shall what? Tread. Every place the sole of your foot shall tread. Wouldn't you have enjoyed being a real estate man in that day? <laughs> God said, every place the sole of your foot shall tread upon, I have, past tense given to you. I've given it to you. You just got to remember who does the giving. When I walk forth, I don't walk forth in B.P. Weirwill's strength. I walk within the strength of the presence of God in Christ, in me, the hope of glory. That's what I walk by. That's right, and so do you. <laughs> Verse 5 says, there shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy what? As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor do what? Forsake thee. Ladies and gentlemen, are you born again? Is Christ in you? No man shall be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life as I was with Moses. He was only with Moses. He, God in Christ, is in you. So he's not going to fail thee. Nor do what? So don't you fail him. Don't you forsake him. Don't you turn your back upon God. Verse 6, he says, Be strong. Well, how can any man get strong? By putting on the mind of the word and then walking on it. That's how you get strong. Be strong. Look, I tie this arm up in a sling for a month. How much strength will I have after the month? Monty Pelto tells after he had been spread eagle for six days and six nights or some, 
and he tried to get up and to stand. His legs were, you know, like jelly. The only way to stay strong is to keep exercising. You've got to continue to be an athlete of the Spirit, moving out with God's Word if you want to stay strong, or it'll be like tying your spiritual arm up in a sling. You'll be totally worthless to God. Oh, you're born again, sure. You're going to be in heaven. But people, you're not, you're not pulling forth the word. You're not exercising your arm. Be strong. And then he says, of a good what? A good courage. Then he comes to verse 7, and he says, Again, only be thou strong. Why do you think God repeats it? Because God needs exercise? Because he knows the frailty of men. He knows that Joshua just has to have it again and again and again. So he tells him again, only be strong. Told him to be strong. There in verse 6, and he turns right around in 7, 9, he says, Joshua, don't forget, only be strong. Exercise that ability. And very courageous. Somebody said courage is what you are when nobody's looking. Or something. I don't know what it is. All I know, that a courageous man is one who moves forward right into the mouth of the enemy, not with stupidity, but wisdom. The Bible says we're to be wise as what? And harmless as what? Right. Wise as serpents. That doesn't say stupid, it says wise. And you know what? why it's used like that? Because the serpent is wise, he knows when to bite. You know, you're 10 feet away from him, he may, he may just rattle a little. But you get close enough, and all at once he'll hit you. That's wisdom. Be sharp. Gillette, Wilkerson, England, I don't care. Just get sharp. You've got to get, that's wise as serpent means he's smart knowing when to bite. And some people need the bite. Others, harmless as what? Right. And the, the reason he uses it, because it's the one animal that has no, no uh, whatever it is, it has no bitterness, no bile, no bitterness, no gallbladder. So it has no bitterness. Jesus also said, I think, one place, if they won't accept you, then you just shake the dust off of your feet against them. That means no, no bitterness, no animosity. It's amazing what you can do with your mind and your walk. Like tonight, too, I have no bitterness, no animosity toward the deprogrammers or all the unbelievers. I, I just don't have it. I have no bitterness at all. I think we're also trying to be wise as serpents, not stupid, just wise. There are times when you speak, there are times when you keep your mouth shut. Most people ought to spend more time on the ladder. They got all their lock boxes open too often, speak too much, 
God said, oh, Joshua, you'll get very courageous. And then he said to him, you observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded thee. Turn not from it. That means to you today an application. Do not turn from the word of God addressed to you to the right hand or to the what? Which says stay right put on the word. Class, you never budge on the word. I think the way ministry is tremendously loving, tremendously positive and everything else. And we put up with a lot of things that people say. But boy, once they take a crack at God's word, then we lose all of our spiritual dandruff or something. Our hair stands straight up because there's one thing we never let anybody do is touch the integrity and accuracy of God's word if we know it. That's what it says. <laughs> he said you don't turn to the right or to what? And the rest of the phrase is very applicable. That thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou what? God wills above all that thou mayest what? Prosper. He wills that. Says that in the word. Well, look at this word. That thou mayest prosper wherever you go. So you're going W.O.W. You're going to prosper. You're not going to have to sit around and eat peanut holes. Maybe it'd be good for us. I don't know. All I'm trying to say is there is no need to ever live in poverty. God never meant that. But if you don't follow the word, you screw up on the word, you turn your back, you get knifed in the back by the adversary, so you end up on the negative side. That's not God's will. That's where you made a will to choose the word of God wrongly and not live it. You don't turn to the right or left on the word you stay put on the word. And when you do, you prosper. Prosper. Whithersoever thou what? <laughs> Whithersoever includes New Knoxville, maybe, huh? How about the city you came from? That be whithersoever. What about the cities, the community, the areas where you're going as wows? Where you go back as into your own areas where you came from as business and professional men. Whithersoever thou goest, you're going to prosper. It's a guarantee of God's word for our learning. And then he comes back again. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, which means you speak the word. Depart out of your mouth means that you'd speak something else than the word. You don't let the word of God depart from your mouth, which means you keep it speaking the word. You keep speaking the word. Furthermore, you meditate therein. Day and what? For what reason? That thou mayest observe to do according to all that is what? Written. All that is written in the Word. You meditate on it. You put it in your heart and life. Then you act on it. Everything in the Word, class. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous. And then 
thou shalt have good success. It's a promise of God, people. That's the walk of power. Get the word first and then walk on it. That's the walk of power. That's the lordship of the word class. Verse 9, have not I, the Lord, commanded thee? It's God talking. Be strong, again, third time, and of good what? Be not afraid. When you lack the renewed mind on the word and refuse to act positively, moving forth with God's word, you will always continue to be bound and encased in fear. But when you walk on God's word to be strong in it and of good courage, you will not be afraid, nor will you be dismayed. For the Lord thy God, Jehovah thy Elohim, the Creator, and he, God, in relationship to that which he has created, is with thee, whithersoever, whithersoever thou goest, as a W.O.W., whithersoever thou goest, he'll be what? That's right. He is closer than hands or feet or even breathing. Why? For it's Christ in you, the hope of glory. People, really something. Then, verse 10, Joshua commanded the officers of the people, saying, Pass through the host. Command the people, saying, Prepare your food, for within three days ye shall, absolute tense, pass over this Jordan and go in to possess the land which the Lord Jehovah, your Elohim, giveth you to possess. That's the walk of power. That's when the lordship of the word becomes a reality to a man. First you get the word. You first have to have the word. You get the word. You eat it. You assimilate it. You digest it, of course, that's eating. Then you have to assimilate it, and it manifests itself in the strength of your life. Joshua had the word of the Lord regarding the crossing over and going into taking Jericho, a city that was so fenced, so strong militarily, that I think, if I remember correctly, the walls themselves were 40 feet wide. God told him to go take it. The reason God told him to go take it because God had originally given it to him and the earth belongs to who? But the unbelievers came in and took it away. And so the believers just had to go in and get it back. Because no devil spirit, no unbeliever has a right to that which belongs to God and that belongs to you because you are God's son or daughter. Really something. 
Well, <laughs> your conduct, your action, your walk manifests the amount of the word that you have in your renewed mind. So I say to you tonight, from the greatness of the record of God's word addressed to men who were servants, that to you who are sons of God, Jesus Christ would not do less for a son of God than he would for his servant if the Son of God applies the principles. If we do not apply the principles of God's word, we will get the consequences or the results of our unbelief. But when we apply the principles of God's word, we'll get the results of the word. And if this august body of people here would just move out after the rock of ages, wherever you go, and just move forth, we would carry the word over the world. God is still God, and his word is still his will. God bless. Thank you. All right. There's nothing left for the believers to do but to renew their minds and to stand up and to be counted. Stand and be counted. Stand and be counted. Stand and be counted. The chosen of the Lord. There's never been a greater day to live. And there's never been a greater time to give. But it's up to us. To spread the news The words of life And make us listen brand new Stand and be counted The chosen of the Lord We are the only ones That can bring them back to God He has no hands but our hands to reach Greater day to decide, and there's never been a greater power inside. So let's take a stand and voice our choice. God has chosen us, let's lift our hearts and rejoice. Stand and be counted. The chosen of the Lord. We have the hope of His calling. Just keep your mind on the goal. He has no feet but our feet to walk among the dead. Stand and be counted. The chosen of the Lord. The chosen of the Lord. The chosen of the Lord.